This editorially independent podcast is supported by Visit Flanders. So we go back later on via that way, so we'll just yeah. go up first and then... Because the so next stop is actually a bit about the history of our brewery. This is Katia Schotte. She's showing me around Brouwerij Het Anker in Mechelen. Now, in hindsight, knowing that we had more than 30 breweries in Mechelen, you now know that yeah, all the other, we're the last city brewery of Mechelen. So what has happened to the other 29 of our colleagues? Well, they were um, loyal to Pils, and so they got acquired by the big Pils conglomerates. So no other breweries in Mechelen? Nope. There, we are the only city brewery. Not even like a small there, well, Maybe there might be one or two like home brew, but not really the, yeah. Okay, so this is really the beer of the city. This is the beer of the city, absolutely. So the Manablusser really, which you see as, uh, as then, because it is still a top fermented beer, but it has, it's a bit of a, the oddball out because it is low in alcohol percentage and it is drank around here as being the pills. I'm Brandon Kearney and you're listening to the Belgian Smack Podcast. Mechelen is a Flemish city which lies equidistant between Brussels and Antwerp and the Manablusser that Katia was talking about is a Belgian ale of 5.8% ABV from Hut Anker who are located in Mechelen. It's said that on the night of the 27th of January, 1687, a man under the influence of several beers stepped out of a cafe in the city. Looking up, the man saw yellow reddish lights and smoke emanating from the top of the city's cathedral, St. Rumble's, the jewel in Mechelen's architectural crown. The man alarmed the neighbors and the city council was called in haste, organizing an effort to extinguish the blaze above them. Buckets of water were passed hand to hand by Machelaris ascending the tower stairs in one long chain as they frantically tried to douse the flames. There was no fire. What they thought had been smoke was the backlit haze of a full moon's yellow reddish glow shining brightly behind low clouds. It was all a terrible mistake. In the following days, the city's inhabitants tried to keep the event a secret, but soon Brusselaars and Antwerpenaars found out what had happened and ridiculed the Mechelaars for their drunken stupidity. 
They called inhabitants of Mechlin the Manablusers, or Moon Extinguishers. A slight which, 334 years later, is still used as a nickname for Mechelaris. Charles Leclerc is a manabluser. He's the owner of Hut Anker and a high-profile figure in the Belgian Brewers' Federation. He's also an elected city councillor in Mechelen and the founder of a new ideology called Fairism. I wanted to talk to him about all of this, as well as how he saved his family brewery from the brink of bankruptcy in 1990 and led it to becoming the regional powerhouse that it is today. Here's the chat. Sit back, listen, and enjoy Charles Leclerc of Brauerit Anker in Mechelen. Yes, I, I grew up here in the brewery, in the house here. Uh, so so uh, I lived here for when I was five. Uh, we came here with my parents. Uh, uh, and uh, I always lived in the brewery uh, inside of the walls. So, and that's also the, the reason why, for me, uh, I, I didn't realize how bad or how or how difficult it should be to to rebuild all these things because I never seen something different. Um, and uh, yes, it's true that uh, the, I'm the fifth generation on my mother's hand. So. Um, uh, it's a family-owned. It, it has a much longer history before, with, with uh, because it's a historical place here. With uh, it was a, a, a hospital of for that uh, run by nuns and and who were already brewing beer in the, the 15th, 16th century. So so it has a very very long history, um, and and that's also the reason why for me it was. Um, not an option to to say uh, we have to close this and, and sell it out, but economically it was that's normally what should happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was it was it a, a decision based on the fact that you'd grown up with it and that you didn't want to let that part of you and your family go? Certainly, I, I you know it was I was also very young, so so I had not a, a real plan or, or it was not uh, just uh, uh, thinking a lot, a lot, a lot about it. So it, for me, it was rather normal to, to, to try to do something with that. And again, uh, I didn't realize how, how bad the situation was because for, I said to my wife, okay, we will do this for two, three years and, and we bring it up again, but of course not, it was uh, complete. So, so what age were you then at that point? Uh, officially, when I, I took it over, uh, officially I was 26 but I was already working here on, uh, two years before. Um, and what year was that? Uh, so uh, 1990, so uh, I'm uh, uh, from 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, you know, was it a case of 
your father or your uncle had been kind of leading the brewery at that time? Oh, you know, there is no, it's not really important to, to, to go back and see who, what has to be happened or we, who and what and so on. I think the, 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 the element was that, that with Good and Carolis, we were one of the first uh, really uh, coming back with specialty beers. So you have to know that that uh, uh, end of the, the, the 60s, uh, beginning of the 70s, uh, there was the element who will win, the dark one or the blonde. The dark was, was Good and Carolis, the blonde was Duvel. Uh, just to know, to see how, how, in which situation it was. The problem is that, that my, my grandfather, who, who, who made the, the step to uh, stop completely with lager beer, Pilsen beer, and go back to the, the, the regional specialty beer, uh, died uh, uh, very young, so it, it was not... It was, uh, not uh, Yes, he, he was not able to, to continue that, that, that idea. Uh, my uncle was a very, very, very good brewer, a brewmaster. He was a very uh, talented uh, brewer about tasting and about, about uh, knowing about beers. He was a little bit less, more manage, manager, uh, whatever, and he had not good uh, support around him. So, so that's the, the thing that happened. So we started with, with uh, that new element, Good and Carol. We couldn't follow the, the, the demands, but he was not able to invest and, and to go on with a, a larger plan. Uh, what, what was your uncle's name? Michel, 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 yes, yes, and and so you know when all the breweries waked up in in the eighties, went to to see you know, what happens with that that uh, special beer, uh, with their own organizations, they were much stronger, and and our uh, advantage uh, of Golden Carolis was was uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Going down, yeah, you hadn't capitalized on it at that point. So, so we there was it was still a small production, uh, uh, so there was no um, real advantage. Uh, yeah, and then my uncle, uh, yes, was demotivated, and and then you know it's, it goes very fast that you go in the circle uh, down down. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the reason I asked just about the the, the family connections is not you know to pry or to get specific dates. It's mm. just. Um, you know, it's a very common story in, in Belgian family brewers that, you know, there's uh, there's always discussions when there's a handover or a, or yeah. a, a period of time. And, and, you know, one generation might have a different vision than another. Of course. And that yeah. tension is interesting because it's the same in every family business across yes. the world. Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm just wondering, like, was there, was there, was it a given in the family that Charles would, would always, you know, take the helm? Or was there kind of, well... I'm not sure the, the way that he wants to do it. Or were you just sort of saying, look, I also want to focus on specialty beers. I want to lift Holden Garalus up and I'm just doing what, you know, you were trying to do. Or, or what were those discussions? Yes. But, you know, there were no discussions because everybody was running uh, uh, away as fast as, as fast as possible. So so uh, the, 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 ch the children of, of my uncle, uh, yes, they, they, they left immediately. Uh, so, no, it was it was a big panic game uh, at that moment. Normally it has to be in... in, in uh, uh, yes, it had to, to stop, uh, but for me, it was not a question, at the beginning, it was not really a question about, only about beer, it was more, 
oh, it's not possible that I will be the one after 600 years uh, history that I have to close the door here of, of this, this, this local, this place. So it was more the place, the, the, the historical uh, buildings, the, 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 the heritage of, of, of the, the, the place here. Um, so was that, that, was that like... What's stronger than, than only to say, I, have to, I want to make beer, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, of course, it's, it's a whole legacy that, you, yes. know, that, that yeah. you want to continue and... It could be on your shoulders, and, yes. and you don't want that. I mean, that must be a fairly anxious time, you know, when you start out. Yes, but I was not really uh, <laughs> thinking too much about the difficulty. I, 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 and and so that's that's my chance because if I was thinking too much to to the the, the real how I will do this and what I have to do and so on, and and probably I never started because it was completely crazy to to to, to try to do this. And so uh, I think it's also. Uh, because of my temperament, because of my 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 vision about uh, yes about about uh, finance or whatever, I, I I never did it for uh, for money or for to be a big one or whatever. It was just something like like this coming out of myself, and and that was a chance because I was also very patient, and and so. Uh, we needed to to do it very very slowly, step by step, because um, otherwise we need to bring in someone with a lot of money to to clean up everything and so on. But then the, the soul should be away, uh, and and so and and I think the the uh, the way that we we did it uh, on yes with with a long time long period. Uh, you can feel it now because now we have, of course, ag again something very nice to show, and we have a lot of activity and, and so on. But the soul of this 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 uh, uh, company is still there, and even if we double or triple our volume, whatever, and I see this with my son who is now started in the brewery one year and a half ago, um, that will continue like this, and 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 that was for me the the most the the, the most important challenge. Well, that that kind of you know. Is that thought is kind of like full circle? You wanted to keep it going, and those things that you see tell you that it it will keep going, and that's the kind of moment of pride, I guess. But you know, now Hadankit is a very highly respected brewery in Belgium. Export beers all over the world. You know, you have the problems that every brewery has, of course. But you know, you, you know, you're a you're you're a, a brewery that's 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 regarded highly. Take me back though to 1990. Take me back to, you know. The, when you said, okay, there's a lot that needs to be done here. There's a lot of problems. You said it's chaos. This place is a mess. Are we talking sort of the structure of the company? Are we talking the the actual production facilities? Like what, what are the things that you're facing that you need to, to change? Well, I think it, it was a completely restart. We never stopped brewing, but you have to know that, that at the bottom line, uh, we brewed once a month, once a month. So uh, <laughs> uh, last year we had about 40, 420 brews a year. Uh, it's still not that huge, but but it's a big difference. So so the activity was was practically zero, and so um, maybe it was also a chance because I had to to relook everything, and we had to start with what we. What we had at that moment, we had a name. Gooden Carols was still a name, even after all the horrible mass that we put on that that uh, uh, um, 
trademark about quality problems and so on and so on. Um, and I had this location. And, and the first choice that I had to make was, uh, okay, good, if I want to stay here and keep these buildings again alive and, and so on and so on, uh, they are very difficult for production. So it's yes or no. If it's only production, you have to leave. Or if you want to keep these buildings, that's the challenge, then you have to put the life on it and use them, okay? And that's the start of, of the, 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 the choice that we were open for public already 30 years ago. Now everybody, every brewery, eh, you, can, you can visit them or whatever, but, but at that time it was really not done. Um, and, and we start to, to also um, de develop the idea around the public part of this brewery. And the, re the result is now that I think we are the most open brewery that you can have because people are just walking through uh, seven days on seven from the morning to the end to the evening. We have a small hotel. Uh, nobody has to, 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 to uh, uh, knock on the door to say, can I come in? Or, or So it's an open thing. And, and that's also that's something that is very strong in the city and that people of Mechelen really uh, now feel very strongly. It, it, it's their brewery. It's not my brewery anymore. It's the brewery of the town, of, of the citizens of, of, of Mechelen. And, and that was, of course, in the beginning, a big choice to, to, to take. Yeah. You, you mentioned there that, that I think you said in the 80s that you know that there, w the, there was a lot of weight behind the brand. Hogan Gadolus, you had the Duval and, uh, as, as a kind of a strong blonde mm. beer that was you know, well-known. And then you had Hogan Gadolus as the dark beer. I mean, was it really that... That, that well known in Belgium that it was th th those two beers were kind of no 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 that was not really known in Belgium because you have to but it's more in the 70s than in the 80s eh? 80s was already a lot of other beers but um, it was more between the brewers to say okay uh, what will be the best uh, the dark or the blonde but just to give you an idea in in end of the the 70s uh, we exported a higher volume bigger volume good and Carol's in France than what Mortgat was uh, exporting with, with Duvel. Um, but at that time, it was still very, very, very small in volumes. Uh, it's only starting up uh, around about the 80s that, that uh, more and more breweries came up with, with special beers, that also the, the consumer the consumer were more open and that there was a real activity about commercializing of these beers. Uh, but uh, in the in the 70s, it was they were very very small, uh, and the breweries who started with special beers at that moment were most of all uh, brewers with with a lot of lager beer and a lot of bars and and and, and restaurants in their own portfolio. Yeah, yeah. I, the the Carolus is you know it's a the the brand references like you know the history of the city. Yeah. Um, and you, you know you've had that in in the family sort of for a while. Um, for people that don't know the story, could you quickly explain what Hoden Carolus is? Well, the the, the name Hoden Carolus is is uh, is born officially uh, in uh, fifty eight fifty nine. The beer was already existing long time before. It was the beer of the emperor, and the idea of of uh, behind it was that um, Mechelen in 
1500, 16th century, was the capital of the, 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 the low Flanders. And Charles V grew up here. As, uh, later on, when he was emperor, he, he went to Brussels. Um, but the, 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 well, let's say the high society at that moment, uh, the, the, the court uh, received stronger beer than, than the local Mechelsen Brown beer, who was, uh, and it was a stronger version, so less water than, 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 than uh, the, the normal beer. So it was the beer of the emperor. But when my grandfather um, wanted to real put everything on that beer and stop with the lager. He, he had to find a, a more another a name who was a little bit more uh, with, with a little bit history. And he, he named it to Gouden Carolus. Carolus is the coin, is the money of Charles V, the gold one, Gouden gold, the golden coin. And that's uh, the small history about it. Yeah. Right. You know, it's obviously a very important brand for the brewery. Um, you know, you have the classic, yes. uh, but there's a there's a bunch of line extensions, you know, based on the strength of the the, the name of the brand. So you have the Hop Senor, you have the the the, the, triple, the, the Gaze, or the Triple. So you have this range. I mean, are those beers that existed when you came in, or was that no, something that you decided, no. look, we're gonna take this this brand and we're gonna really build it? Well, that was also a big decision that I made. It was in two thousand. Um, uh, one uh, and also 1990, um, so that when I, I before there were three beers here. It was Good and Carolis, it was the, 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 the dark one, and then we had uh, Michelson Brown, was a, a local more, uh, and, and the triple Toison d'Or. But th those two other beers were completely not uh, commercialized, or, or we, there was nothing to do with that. So I had to take the decision, yes, what we will do, will we be, Will be an extension on the name Golden Carols or not? Um, I remember that I proposed this to my uncle. Uh, uh, I think uh, in '82 already, when we lost the the license of uh, Floref, we we brewed the Floref beers here, uh, and it was not uh, renewed uh, in '82. But the beer was ours, and and I said to him. Well, let's call it Gooden Carolus Triple. Why not? And for him, it was impossible to think about that because Gooden Carolus was Gooden Carolus like it is Czech. Well, um, maybe it should be different uh, if we take that decision at that time. I took it in 2001 with the Triple. I say, okay, we stop with that Toison d'Or Triple because we cannot really do nothing with that. And I think it was also one of the leverage moments uh, uh, that uh, uh, it was the first time that there happened something new around Hood and Carolus. Eh? Uh, and we had a very, very big success with, with the triple version. And that was the start to say, okay, we, we have to continue on that strong brand, Hood uh, and Carolus. And you don't have to make 20 or, or a lot. Maybe we have now maybe a little bit too much. We can we have to re rethink about this. But at that time, it was the only way for me to 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 go on a higher production level because it was very difficult to to uh, reactivate on the brand with only the, the the existing beer because 
people say yes, but we know that beer, we know that, but, but nobody w was drinking it anymore. And, and, and with the triple, they say, oh, but that we have to try because that's something new. And, and so on, we, and with the Cuvée van de Kaiser, and then became the, the Hop Senior, became the... And, you know, it's obviously been, you know, fairly successful for you. It's, it's one thing I notice that when I visit breweries in Belgium, that discussion, some breweries are really afraid to touch their strong brands and they don't want to run out of line extension, they'd rather build a different brand. What it seems to be in other countries is you have a focus on the brewery name. Yes. So you have this beer of a name from this brewery. But sometimes in Belgium, like, um, you know, I know that before uh, Bustales were, were taken over by, by uh, InBev and Waterland, mm -hmm. that they, they didn't really want Bustales on the labels or bottles anywhere. They just wanted the Triple Carmelite brand to be, you know, above everything else. The same with Quack. So, I mean, is that, is it because the brand is more important than the brewery or do you not see an advantage in having it anchored as a trusted brand name in itself? Yes. I, I think it's, it, you cannot say that's the, the, the there is no one, uh, um, uh, how you say? Um, right answer. Yes, right answer. So, because I think it's, it's a part of the history. Maybe it's a part of, of the name of the brewery. It's a part of, of, the name of the beer, whatever, how it, it, it came up. I think I understand it's, it's a discussion and there is no wrong or right. Um, um, the only thing that I can say for me here, it was the right decision because uh, I'm sure that we w will not be able to have that, that uh, um, let's say, uh, growing in, 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 in sales of beer with the problems that were here in this brewery at that time without uh, that decision. It's also a different thing if, if you, you, you have a lot of budgets to market your beer, then you can do what you want and you can take one choice or another choice. Uh, here we had nothing as budget, even less. So, so okay. Um, but after a time, it's important that you don't go too far with your extensions. And, and like I say, uh, now it's a good moment when my, my son is now here. And after all these years that we create a lot of things, it's a good moment to say can do what we will do in the future. And, and can we continue to extend or not? Or maybe we have to reduce again a little bit. Um, but that brings the brand also alive, eh? you know, there is, um, and for example, we did for whiskey activity when I started in 2010 uh, with the whiskey distillery, uh, there was also the, the, the question, what will we do with the brand of the whiskey? Should it be a, a name, whatever, or what? And I say no, because it's distilled from our triple beer. And so it's too much linked to, to, to Golden Carols and to an anchor in the global thing that we say our basic uh, uh, whiskey will be Golden Carols single malt. But we will not make 20 of them then there also. But if we there, we, we create anniversary editions and they receive their own name, completely different. But the link there uh, is good. So, yeah. Um, no, it, it's worked out pretty well for you. Yeah. Um, Belgian Brewers Federation. Yes. Uh, I think for a period between maybe 2011, 12 until 2014, 15, you were the Rotmeister, yes. which means <laughs> the Grand Master. Yeah. So what sort of activities, do, is that just a sort of a figurehead for, you know, media purposes and, and events? 
well it's it's more uh let's say uh, ceremonial and eh? so so we have still the 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 old uh guild of brewers and it has discontinued in the 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 knighthood of the the the, the mastiff like we call and you have of course the the grootmeester the yeah um it's a, well you know it's 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 a little bit also a honor to 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 make do this and and it's nice when you are asked for that um um but, and also this um well we we organize the 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 Brussels beer weekend every year and that's the under the the the, the knighthood so that's the important activity uh, for yeah there was a, an initiative maybe two or three years ago um where you kind of wanted to find out a little bit more about um why certain breweries didn't take part in the Belgian Brewers Federation. So it's, 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 you know, it includes, you know, the, the most part of, of the bigger breweries and big, biggest part of production in Belgian beer. But in terms of smaller breweries, which have emerged maybe in, in more recent years, there has been a kind of a, maybe um, a feeling of being out of touch, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, you know, was it something that you, you effectively went around and spoke to all those brewers? Was that something that you volunteered for? Or was it something that, someone had to do well when i i was a little bit more involved in in the the governance of the belgian brewers federation for me it was something that i i couldn't understand that there were not really actions about uh going to all the new brewers and the brewers who are not uh, already uh in the federation so for me it was in evidence and and because nothing happened, I say I will do it. That's it. And and uh, uh, when that was proposed, was the resistance sort of from certain breweries in there that were like, you know what? No, these the, guys, these guys are small. They maybe yeah. don't have the same quality. We're not in the same game. We don't no. have to worry about them too much. No, I don't think there was a, some resistance, but someone had to take really the initiative you know everybody say okay yes it it should be or we have to or whatever but nobody's doing it at a certain time i i say it to the group to the to, to to the the board i say uh for me this is really something we have to do the guys say okay yes we have to do and and two months later i came back and i say i have visiting 100 breweries and then they say, oh, but that's impossible. I say, yes, and you have time for that. No, of course I have not time for that, but we do it or not. And 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 that was an initiating uh, to, to to bring... Uh, so so when, you, when you sort of send out an email to the breweries that yes. weren't involved, were you expecting a response? I, I, ex I was expecting, I was hoping some response, but I didn't know it should be that much because I think I, I sent... Uh, Yes, about 219 emails, I think, <laughs> uh, of breweries who are not a member of the Federation. And like I say, I have more than 100 positive uh, responses to say, yes, you can come. Because I was just saying, if you want, I can come and visit you to, 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 to know who you are and what you do. And maybe if you want, explain a little bit about the Federation or not, uh, just free. And so uh, uh, more than 100 reacted positively. Though, so it was very nice. But then I had to do it, of course. And, and I asked to my, my, my daughter, who had a little bit time at that moment, I say, uh, here I give you a lot of uh, uh, 
uh, days, dates that I, I, I can make me free for that and organize me some tours. And, and I had some days then for of, uh, six, seven, eight breweries to do. So it was uh, a real, uh, but it was nice. It was very, for me, it was very interesting to, to, um, to, to, yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult, it's a challenging thing because there's so much to do and so many places to go and talking to people is pretty tiring. Yeah. But what a wonderful way to see Belgium. Yes, yes, that, that uh, of course, also, uh, because it, it's everywhere. Um, but for me, it was also, yes, interesting, of course, to, 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 to see and to... Uh, uh, have a contact with a lot of, of very enthusiastic uh, brewers and so on. On the other hand, um, I think it was also appreciated uh, by a lot of brewers to say, oh, uh, they know that we are existing, <laughs> we are existing, and, and, and not everybody, of course, joined the Federation because not, it's not, uh, the most, the first question was also always, what will I have about that? What bring it me? So, okay, for the one is that more than for the other one, but uh, I think about uh, uh, 40 or 50 brewers uh, joined the federation. So, so it's, it's very, very yeah, nice. I think it was a, it was a kind of a, yeah, yeah. you know, they're listening. Someone, even by coming along, someone from the federation to, to just hang out at the brewery and see it and yeah. maybe have a chat have a beer, that's, oh, they're listening and, and we're a part of this bigger of course. entity, you know? And, and what, was, what were the things that you, you know, if you had to kind of sum up from the, the hundred and whatever visits, was there any one or two things that, that really struck you about what people were saying or what you saw? Well, the, 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 the most important thing is the enthusiasm of, of uh, you know, you, you became not, you will not start to, to be a brewer if you are not full of enthusiasm to, to, to create your beers. So, of course, you have a few ones who it's more an economic uh, uh, element to say, okay, we, there is something to do with that and, and then they make it immediately big and whatever. But, but on the common way, it was all more uh, really personal. Um, but you also see the, the, the challenges uh, of a lot of, of small breweries that you, you and I, I think it was also the message I tried to give because people ask me, of course, also a lot of questions that, that um, as a new brewer, you, you really have to, to, to make for yourself the decision where I want to go, what will be my, my what will I want to become in that brew world, brewing world, uh, and really adapt you to get that place. And yeah, not, you use that as your North yes, Star. Yes, and not trying to play on another place than what you are. And, and I think that's, that's not always easy. Um, and probably that will be the reason that after a few years, there will be a decline anymore again uh, because people sometimes think it's too easy. Yeah, oh, we will sell and so on. Other people are a little bit frustrated because they see that others are growing and 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 you're not and and so on. And a lot of other people will be very happy with the place that they are, they have and and they will continue and the other ones they will be struggle. So so yeah. Um, but it was a very interesting tour. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're here in in uh, in Anchor in city of Mechelen. 
Macklin is a kind of, I guess, what might be described as like a, an art city or a historic Flemish city. You have the the old part in the in the city centre, many you know cobblestones, beautiful churches. Um, you know, there's a kind of a bustling um, kind of uh, community around that. Um, locate, it's located kind of between Brussels and Antwerp, I guess. Yeah. Um, for people that haven't been to Mechelen or maybe have never heard of it before, like how would you describe it or communicate what the city's about? Well, Mechelen um, is, of course, a historical town. When you come in, you will see a lot of historical buildings. Just as an anecdote, uh, we have more protected buildings in Mechelen than in Bruges. So, so it has a very long history, an important history, a lot of churches, very important churches and so on. But the nice thing from Mechelen is also that it's it's a uh, it's still on a human scale uh, town. So you you can uh, it's not too big, but it's not the the, the village, of course. Uh, but if you want to visit, you can just walk around uh, in the old uh, town and and have a nice tour with different elements. It's. Um, uh, it's also very good located if you want to have uh, a break of a few days uh, and that you can have Mechelen as a as a starting point and go to Antwerp or to Brussels or, or and by train, by, by, by car, whatever. Um, and yes, I think Mechelen is is um, is become became a, a very nice town. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's great if you're visiting and you're a tourist and, and you can locate yourself and you can see all these things. And there are certainly a lot of really unique tourist attractions. But if you're a, is it a Mechelar who lives in Mechelar? Me- yes. If you're a Mechelar and you live here, um, what would you say is the the best thing about living in Mechelen compared to other cities in Flanders? And what would you say is the worst thing about being a Mechelar? Yes. Uh, I think the, the, the best, it's difficult to say what is the best. But, but it's subjective, so it's, it's your, it's your thing. Of course. But we know, we hear a lot of people who are coming to live in Mechelen, new ones, new people, that they say again, what I say, it's it's a, a human scale town, you, so it's not that big but it's it's nice enough and fun enough and so everything is is very clean also and it's it's uh, um and of course the the location uh, of the town in in flanders in belgium whatever uh yes it's very central it's very you you are immediately uh, everywhere so so that's also a, a big uh, um it's an important uh, element of choosing the town um, and of course, the brewery at Anchor is the best thing in front of the town. Then that's that's normal. <laughs> I, I forget it, but it's normal. You forgot to, to, to put that in. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, we have a lot of nice uh, uh, locations and so on. Uh, on the other hand, what is the worst? Um, I think that's a little bit more about the history because Mechelen, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was not like now. Eh? It was also a very big disaster and very uh, old-fashioned and not very uh, clean. And, and, and people are were always uh, saying it's bad and so on and so on. So, um, well, that still sometimes uh, stays in some groups of people that it's never good enough, it's never good enough. But uh, but they are not really, I think, um, wrong um, or 
negative points of, of this town because also in the, the running of, of the town, political way, it's also uh, a rather open, uh, it's, it's a coalition of different uh, uh, yeah, groups. So, so uh, they're starting with their, their own list. The, there is a lot of, yeah, a lot of positive things now. So there was an election, I think, in 2019 for the kind of the, the city council, I guess you would call 18, it. 18, yes. 2018? Yeah. For which you ran. Yes, for, I'm, I'm... For the first time. The first time they asked me all few times, but uh, it's... I did it now just because uh, there was a possibility to be as a not, uh, so how you say this, uh, independent. Uh, uh, so I'm, I have no political Affiliate, uh, card or affiliation. I sh sh should never be able to do that because that's the, the main wrong thing in the political game now. It's all the thing about the, the, the from which, uh, how you say that? Uh, party. Party you are, yeah. eh? yes. And so I'm, I'm uh, yes. Uh, so, so you're an elected, elected council councillor. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, but completely, completely on an independent way. Um, and that is from 2018 until 2024. Four. Yes. Um, okay. Can I do something or whatever? I think I just try to bring uh, an objective, objective. Uh, um, way to look to things and, and to but, not I, starting from, you know, uh, it's from that uh, color or that color, it's more that I try to you know, give. I, uh, something I've noticed, you know, you're talking about, you know, you're obviously an independent running there for, for election and, you know, you're the kind of the, the brewer of the, the, the town. Um, you, you know, you had a, you were involved in a political movement or a political idea, concept called fairism. Yes, but that's something completely different. That's my own. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. but explain that to me. Yeah, because that's a, that's a, that's a political ideology, right? Yes, but that's that's uh, something that I um, yes, absolutely. So so I I written uh, a book uh, two years ago uh, uh, that I call Fairism, uh, so a new ism, uh, like I say. Um, but starting from an exercise that that um, you. The element is to say, normally when you are uh, involved to politics or whatever, everybody wants to do it the best for everybody. That's the normal start of, of the element. And when we see, we look at the world now, we see that it's still not like this. So what's the problem? Why? Why? How it, it comes like this? And so it was a more an exercise that I, I did for myself. I took a, a white paper and not a paper with a few elements, no, just clean and I started like this and um, and I was looking to say what can be something that everybody is feeling not to say I'm I know that that's the best or because I say this is my point of view it has to be uh, uh, left or, or, or uh, right it has to be this or that no something that can be uh, by everybody. And I came to fairness. I think there's something that you have in yourself. You, you can feel something about fairness, and especially more when it's unfair. Uh, but it's different for everybody, and that's okay. But, but it's a concept that everybody knows. And if you start uh, a discussion, or if you say that 
the the own ra the own um, sorry for my English the, the no it's perfect um, the own truth doesn't exist there is no one truth because if we if there was one truth everybody will know it and that's it so people are now all the time when they are sitting at a table to discuss something with others they always start from their own idea or their own truth about the problem everyone brings their own context yes. and their own values yeah yes and i say no you cannot do this because but isn't isn't the isn't what just defining what's fair completely subjective in that regard yes for a, for a, for a certain way yes but if you go around you sit on the table and you have no your own fixed truth that you say i'm right and you are wrong but we put fairness as a common element and we can say then okay if we decide this is this fair it's a completely different discussion and you can of course adapt your with your own idea about this or that but you have something much stronger that can uh, be uh, supported by everybody than if you have to make uh, yes compromises and I give you a little bit for that and if you give me a little bit for so that it, are there are there principles that you've kind of defined at the at the core of it I mean yeah. what, what is the thing in the middle of the table that everyone can agree on yes what are those things well that's the thing is that if you have to if you want to take a decision that will have some impact on people or on 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 economic or on on everything that you have to check if this decision can be fair for everybody uh, and if not then you have to see how you can adapt it that everybody can follow this so it's more it's the idea of the consent decision way instead of the compromise of instead of the consensus uh, you want to go to to resolve a problem in the in the end not in this in the surface but but in the in uh, at the bottom everybody is 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 okay with that we want to keep uh, uh, that problem away well if we are convinced for that and we will take fairness as a as a um, let's say the, um, uh, the basic idea then the discussion is completely different than, than if you say yes but you have to resolve this by doing that because I know that that's the best way to do yeah. no there is no best way eh? I mean I I, I think that's a, a, a brilliant starting point f but my, my like I feel that you may have been challenged from all sides about you know how that works in practice because I'm sure that socialists on the left will say well what we're doing is all about fairness and um, you know making sure that everyone in society is has a fair chance whereas people sort of maybe in a more leo neoliberal sort of center right might say look we want to make sure people have the opportunity and and a fair chance of achieving you know what they can achieve in you know in life and in, in business or whatever it is so I just you know, while it's, was there anybody that suggested to you that it wasn't different enough from what existed or that maybe thought it was a bit naive in its, in its kind of, you know, aspiration? 
yes. Uh, you can say it's naive, uh, of course, and I'm lucky that it's naive uh, because otherwise uh, it has no sense to, 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 to create it. Uh, well, you, you know, yes, socialists will say, yes, we are doing this, and the other ones say, yes, we are doing this. But when you go to the, the bottom of the problem, and when you take, for example, uh, um, poverty, then the socialists will say yes, we we'll do it, and the others will say yes, uh, the liberals will say this. But it's still there. So, no, you are not resolving this because you will resolve or you will give some elements in your own ID to go, we can do this or we have to do this, but you go not to the bottom line and you can only go to the bottom line if you are not starting from your own ID, but you have to say, we want to take that poverty away. That's the only element that we want to realize. And if you, if you want to do that, then you have to say, yes, but why? What's the reason of poverty? Not to give some, some good uh, food or, or, or say you will this or that. No, what's the, the, the real reason of poverty? And then you cannot have a discussion with, with the, the, the left or the right side. Then you have to start with a discussion with people who say we are able, we are open, we can discuss about that without any back elements of that I have to def uh, uh, try to convince my, my elector people because otherwise if I say this then they will not vote anymore for me or whatever. You see, you understand the difference. So, so and, and then you can say yes, but what is your, your, your element to, to see if we are doing it well? Well, then fairness can be a, a very good uh, um, uh, teaser. Yeah. So, you know, so you, ha you had time to write this book. During that time, you must have had sort of a, 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 an exercise of self-reflection, which was like, right, how am I living this in my own life personally, with my friends, with my family, yeah. with my kids? And how am I living this as a business owner in, yes. in the city where I'm now an elected official, where you know my family business has a, a reach into the lives of Mechelaris, which you know very few other businesses do in terms of the social element of their lives, you know how they're connecting with each other, the way they live the life in the city and bars. When you have that time to think about the concept of fairism and your own sort of how you would deliver that yourself? Like what, what, what did you come up with or what, what were the things that, that were in your mind? Yeah. Well, I think it's not completely new if I, I uh, come to fairism that, that then, then it's normal that you have this in your own since all the time. So, so I try always to, to, to do um, uh, things not for myself, but 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 for 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 the community or for the group, and it's in this company or is it your family or whatever. Um, so um, that's one thing. I think that the message I give also as a yes, I they call me I, I officially I am a businessman or I don't know what, uh, uh, but um, when I 
speak with other ones like about about business i have a completely different way to look at that because i never think about uh figures and and just for figures and and never about rendement and and volumes and how big and what's your, your growth and 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 what's the 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 benefits you make and 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 and, and your capital and whatever so so well if, if those aren't your your guiding lights what what thing in running the brewery is your north star what's the thing that you most want to get to i just want that people are are have a, a nice place to work and that people are proud about what they are doing i changed my i think eight years ago or something i think people say oh you need to you have to a mission statement for your company and and i try to to do something about history and so i changed it five years ago i say no uh i j what is the mission well at anchor will be a company where everybody's proud of it and everybody can be of course the people who are working here but also people who are delivering uh, us things or the people of mechelen of of well, uh, everybody who is in contact with this company well the only mission that we have is to see that all these people can say oh that's nice that that's we are proud about that company it has nothing to do with i want to be the biggest exporter to that market to have the biggest volume here or the first one in that category or whatever and and that element is all the time it's it's comp in in everything that we are do everything that we are doing. it's still an economic game of course no you, of course, you have yeah, to pay the bills yeah, and of course, you have to of course uh, it's not it's not just for just for fun whatever but but it's not what you're, the it's reason not what you're obsessing and, and over. everything that we are doing is always in that same idea and i think that i i bring this message also very strongly to my my children too and and i see it with with william now who is coming in the brewery that he has completely the same philosophy uh, to try what can we do to 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 improve the 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 elements for that it's better for the people for this for that so that's always the the the, the first thing where we think about and of course what can we do to be active and to to create and 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 and, and that's um, yeah. it, it's it's obviously something that's you know important to you and like you said it doesn't just come out of nowhere it's something that's you, you know you think about and you feel throughout the course of your life so i mean where does something like that come from is it is it your parents that you think have you know sort of given that to you or is it something that you've seen in the course of your life or or what makes you become interested in that in that sort of political fairness oh i think it's it's uh it's something that came probably after years and years by be um Yes, uh, to make business and whatever that 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 you always hear and always feel that um, apparently most of the entrepreneurs of most of of business people are only thinking about themselves all the time to say what can I do to have more and what can I do to have better and and more and always more because. 
uh, even better is not not the good thing because it's more that we need more we we need more uh, uh, volumes benefits and when you speak with a brewer the first thing he asks is how many hectoliters you are brewing or what was your growth last year and I say I don't know sorry I, I'm not uh, yes I think it's about like this or what I not look at that. Of course, I feel that if it's going well and that I know that we can pay the bills and whatever, but but it's not it's not my 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 uh, I don't look at that, and that seems very different probably. So uh, some people say that I'm uh, uh, a fault uh, in the business uh, <laughs> uh, um, thinking or whatever. I'm sure of not because I'm sure that there are a lot of people who should be much more uh, should be have much more pleasure if they change their mind in that way of working, and there are a lot of others who are doing this and more and more, and and so uh, it's to look to a completely different uh, idea about uh, economics and and economy is in function of people and it's not. Uh, not the other goal, way around. Uh, not, uh, not in the I, other I think you know what you said earlier was like that the, the, the entrepreneur mindset is kind of like this, and I think that's also there's a pressure to feel like that, and there's a certain way things were done before, and things are changing. And another thing that you said is that some some of the things we're doing right now aren't working. No. So we have to change well, of course. the way we're doing things. Um, and sorry, yes. Yeah. No, I was going to say one of the things I noticed was also I think that. Um, uh, a, a bank, BMP Paribas Fortis, um, maybe I read took a stake mm-hmm. in in Hedanker. So I'm just wondering on the kind of the the, the connection between, you know, um, the brewery ownership and the concept of ferrism yeah. with partnering with a large financial institution and how you saw that going in your mind. Yeah. Well, of course that that can be a little bit diff- uh, yes um, surprising, but um, I have. Um, a partnership about 30 years with the same uh, bank relation. So I never went to another bank, even if people say, oh, now with that investment, you have to look to someone else, maybe to challenge them. I say, no, because I'm going out of the way. I'm very naive, eh, of course, that if my partner say that that's the best he can give me, that's also the best it is. That's it. So we create a very strong relationship of trust between the two. And uh, in 2016, when um, I saw that we had to, again, make a big step forward because, you know, it's, it's, I came from nothing here, from minus that much. So all the time you are building up structurally, all, all, all up and, and also by the growing on the same time of production and sales and so on, activities. Uh, we saw that we had to make a big step more about more place to, to, to buy another uh, uh, hall uh, in the, on the bottling line and, and, and put, took maturation tanks to there and so on. And so it was, again, a very big investment on a very short time. And by history, we, we were already uh, with so many uh, investments and so many loans that, that it was a little bit too much and, and there were two options, was waiting and say we, we have to do it on a few years or find another solution to have uh, uh, some, some finance uh, immediately. And I 
choose for the second one because, and I'm very happy that we did it because otherwise we will not where we are now. Um, and it's just in the philosophy that it's you are. Um, so you're, 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 we have, uh, your, your loans are kind of consolidated yes. in exchange for equity. Yes, but but the the, the the loans, it's a question to say we are uh, asking money to, to a bank, but with some years waiting before you pay it back on, 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 on the regular way. And, and it's completely in this philosophy that happens. So, so also the, the way in and the way out are completely uh, fixed. So, so there is nothing, it's not the same like if you go with an investor, well, uh, what, I was for gonna, example, I was, happened with, with Bostil. I was going to mention Waterland. So Waterland yes. were another sort of investment group. They contacted us also. The, yeah, that they, time. They, yeah, I think they were trying to establish a kind of a, a portfolio of strong regional Belgian brands which they would then, you know, use kind of to, to sell as a portfolio. Um, but of course they, they couldn't do that because there were so many no's from family brewers <laughs> and they ended up essentially saying, well, we, now we have to get rid of Bustels and the only willing buyers were, you know, the, 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 the two or three yeah. multinationals that we know. So there, you were obviously satisfied from your relationship with the bank over a long period that, 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 that there was a, a, a long-term security yes. in, in, in your family ownership. Yes, yes, of course. And otherwise we didn't, we will not uh, do this. So and we had also contact with Waterland and, and, and other people. But there you are feeling that it's just again for, for the money, it's just again for to uh, capitalize it at a certain time and to sell it back. And, and just because of, of here we, we had an agreement that of course they can be, there will be a return on investment like it has to be, but in our philosophy, in the philosophy who is already fixed before, and there is absolutely no risk that that uh, we arrive to problems like uh, yes, Bostels had with with Waterland to to say okay, yes, yes, but if you are not, you don't want to take over my my parts again, then we have to sell it to and the big one, and and so no, no, it's completely different uh, uh, point of view. Um, so, and that's, again, this is a, a commercial activity. You have to make some choices and you have to invest. And, and, and so the, 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 the financial uh, uh, rules are there and it's not just a game just like this, but you can do it in, a, in another concept. Uh, and, and that's what I wanted to say also with, with Ferrism, uh, that, that, you know, um, Money is just something that you use to, to, to create something and it's not a goal on, the, on yourself because and that's a, also a, a huge wrong perception that, you know, money in nowadays and since every time, uh, you can buy it or you can sell money. That's so stupid because it's not something good like, like, like uh, it's just something that you have to use and 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 these are the questions i want to bring up with ferrism uh, to the the bottom line to say is this still the right way or is it still fair that someone who has a lot of money can give it to someone else but he has to give you uh, much more back 
It has no sense. Yeah. But again, that's that's a good point. And you know, I, I'm just imagining conversations in my head or, or, or thoughts where other brewers, for example, some of the larger family brewers that are in the Belgian Brewers Federation, who, like you say, are always asking about hectolitre count, who are always, you know, talking about you know revenue from the year. Um, you know, Anheuser Busch InBev is is a member of the uh, Belgian Brewers Federation. And, you know, many would argue that their focus is primarily on, on their revenue. Um, I mean, has there ever, ever been discussions between some of those, those people in the Belgian Friendly Brewers, without mentioning names, that, you know, you know what's this concept of furism and what, what, what are you doing, Charles? I didn't did this uh, officially like this now, but they know, they know me, they know how I'm looking uh, to... to uh, to uh, economical activity, but I don't know. I don't think they know about my my book, <laughs> Ferism. But uh, and I wanted to 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 mix this at before just in the beginning. But there will be a moment where it will be really official that I will come out with that on another way, and I'm probably. 100% sure that it will not really be the 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 um, yes uh, a conversation <laughs> that will will be very um, open about that because um, but you never know it can change it can change and again with with new uh, generations and whatever I think it's also a question to give an example you know and 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 uh, that's what I try to do uh, next step. With the activity ferism, we are looking to. We I just created a foundation also uh, where we want to also uh, try to to show to 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 see to explain to people that it, it's that there is another way to work about finance about um, um, looking to um, problems of 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 the community and and poverty and all these things and and education. There is another way, if, but it's just a question to, to, to want to do it and it's in your mind. It's not always a question of, oh, there is no money or there is this. No, it's just a mindset. The mindset has to change. So for the future of Ferism, do you see it, it more as a kind of a, uh, a tool in the existing political world or do you see it as its own political movement which you'd like to you know, establish maybe a party or have people no, that are no. really selling Ferism? No, I think. Well, it's not my my purpose to to create a new uh, party or whatever. Uh, I hope to maybe uh, very slow, small, like a lot of people are trying with small uh, uh, ideas or or, or uh, elements to 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 try to make a change in the mindset of people, uh, and and it can be about. Uh, politics, it can be about uh, finance, it can be about a lot of things. Uh, it's a mindset, and um, what it will be at the end, I don't know. Um, but um, yes, I'm, I'm sure you can do things in another way, uh, but it can maybe take longer time. I don't know if people are ready for that. Uh, but uh, the only thing that we everybody can say that the way we are doing it now it's not really the best one so so what do we have to change yeah um yeah we'll see uh, and you can also make it very very um, um 
practical in, in you know, we, we bought a small church uh, uh, last year or, uh, or this year uh, to create also micro activity about, uh, uh, it's about a few kilometers from here. And uh, the community there, the village was very, um, uh, I would say, um, not only curious, but but they they were a little bit afraid. What Skeptical. will happen? Yes, yeah. or afraid. What will happen with that church if they if the the, the big church sell the, the building uh, because it's a landmark in that small village and 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 so on so on, and so um, the way to to go for buying this you had to give a project and and there was a little bit uh, to look what it will be and so on. so. We did it, and, and our project was was uh, uh, the best one, and the most uh, the, they feel the best, and the security about also because they are knowing us and and, and so on. And I say, okay, it's good. So we bought the church, and then I I say, but that's not completely right because who am I to say that uh, because I can find some money and I can buy this this building that. Then once my my I written on the document, I have all the rights. So, if I bought it because I proposed that project, if I cannot realize that project, or if in a few years uh, we say that it's impossible or it's not working, or that I I want to go away and I sell everything and whatever, well, I still have the, all the rights about that. That, and I say that's not that's not right. That's not the, the that's not that's unfair. That's unfair. Yes. And so I propose to the village to say, if you can uh, create uh, uh, an association that is representative, and we say, okay, what's representative? Okay, I say at least two hundred people. Uh, if you can do that, I will give you some rights about the church if I will not realize what I said to do. Uh, and that's fair. That's fair. And so now we give some rights to the, the association of the village, of the town, uh, that if I want to sell the church because it's not working like we want or whatever the reason, that they are involved in to 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 look at it and uh, so I make it very difficult for myself, but that's much more fair than any other way. So that's it. That's my chat with Charles Leclerc. I felt like I didn't get to ask all the questions to Charles that I wanted to. I wanted to talk more about his idea of fairness and the pride the people of Mechelen have in the brewery, and about his thoughts on the task that may lay ahead of his son William should he take over the brewery in the future. I especially wanted to talk about the church in the suburb of Battle, which uh, Hadankar would convert into a microbrewery. I was curious about what residents of Battle thought about the project. So after leaving Hadankar, I jumped in my car and I drove there. It's only three kilometers from the brewery.
arrive, I park right next to St. Joseph's Church. It looks across on the Leuven de la Canal, sort of a stretch of water traversed by walkers and cyclists. There's a beer cafe right there opposite the church called Den Bichtstuhl, or the confessional chair. Now this is before the previous lockdown, so I'm masked and I can enter after disinfecting my hands, taking a seat, you know, a distance away from everyone else. Now, Den Bichtstuhl is a neighborhood cafe and it's independent, so it has a small curated beer menu which features Hutankar's beers, of course, but also the Trappists, some Hughes's, Red Browns, Duval, and the Cristal Pills. Inside, there are enamel beer signs and photos from old Mechelen football derbies. There's a few older gentlemen sipping on triples and reading their newspapers. Shania Twain and Billy Joel are blasting out on the speakers. Basically, if I was to take you to a typical Belgian brown cafe with all the intimacies and the rituals and the coziness that you'd associate with that, I would take you somewhere like this place. In bottle? Not a lot of people know it. There are five cafes eh, in bottle. Five cafes. But actually there are only two... I have to say it. Two popular cafes. It's the Bigstool and Bereske. A little bit further. Den Haag, it's already closed for six months. The Welcome, the Welcome. It's only open uh, two or three days in a week. And then you have Café Zenegat. At the end of the canal, there's also Café Zenegat. That's really out of the neighborhood. You have to go by car. <laughs> so this is Michael Lehmanns, the manager of the café. He, he has run the café with his father for the last 14 years. Now, obviously, the first thing I do is ask about Hut Anker and the Holden Garalus beers. I was curious because First of all, you sell the beers of Hedanka, right? It's very popular. What's the reputation of, of Hedanka in Macklin? It's a good beer. And it's a, bit, a little bit chauvinist. Chauvinist. Right. Uh, uh, the pride of, of the Mechelaar, yeah. They like the, 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 uh, the beer of Mechelen, so it's very popular over here. Are there other breweries in Mechelen? Uh, no, no, no. Before, but just 30, 20, 30 years ago, it was Lamotte. It was also Lamotte. It was a Pils beer, like a Cristal. Uh -huh. It doesn't exist anymore, so now there's only an um, anchor. Maybe a small brewery, yeah, private persons in their yeah, basement. Well, yeah, in their brown. basement. Yeah, yeah. But the brewery is only over here in uh, Tanker. Charles Leclerc encouraged the community of Battle to establish an association, and several hundred inhabitants joined. He then made the Battle Community Association a co-owner of the church without them having to put money on the table, securing a right of preemption should Hedanker sell the property. That's something that, you know, coexistence between business and community, which might appear as a story in his book, Fairism. But I think it will take uh, six months, 12 months, nobody. Michael Lehmanns obviously knows about the project to turn the church into a microbrewery, but what does he think about it? Uh, it was in January this year, because the, the church was for, for sale, and then I heard in the news it was the anchor that bought it to make it a, a small brewery, 
So it, uh, I'm glad with it. It's better than uh, someone buys to, to make it uh, for apartments. So I prefer a brewery. Because like the community here doesn't want high-rise apartments. No, no, no. You want something that can contribute. And you can still visit. I had to taste uh, Carolus or something like that. So, uh, no, no, no. We have good, we have good contacts with, uh, with the brewery. So I'm looking forward to it. And you see, we have Carolus outside. There's some publicity of Carolus. And maybe even Gidli Fabers will go and then come Voila. Because over there in the church, you can't go for a Duvel eh? or for a Carmelite. Eh? It's only uh, the, the, the beers of uh, Carolus. Eh? No, but I'm glad with, uh, with Janker and uh, come uh, as, as our neighbors. Eh? But just like eh, the, the, the triple and the classic, eh, Carol's classic, it's too big. It will not come over here to the church because it's too big. Because yeah. over here it will be a small, small brewery. Yeah? Maybe they'll make some beers they don't make in the, in the bigger brewery. Or um, temporary beers, maybe? Yeah, like one-off. Yeah, uh, uh. So like a, a winter beer or a summer beer, and only for a few months and then... On this trip to Mechelen, I keep hearing the story of the Manablusser, the moon extinguishers. And I'm wondering if this is just a commercial play by Hut Anker, you know, like a marketing story for one of their beers, or whether the people of Mechelen actually identify with the story. So I ask Michael Lehmanns if he knows it. A Mechelaar, they call it a Manablusser. So the name of an inhabitant of Mechelen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Blusser. And it was the, the, in the years, I don't know, 1500, 1600s, the moon was shining, but it was a really yellow red moon. Huh? And it was shining on the tower, the Sintrombas tower in the center of Mechelen. And it was a drunk guy that thought that the tower was on fire. The, the tower. Yeah, the tower was on fire, but it wasn't on fire. It was the moon shining on the tower, and it was the moon was yellow red. It was not white. It was yellow red. So they thought, uh, he thought that the tower was on fire, and they went upstairs to to to, to extinguish uh, the, the fire. But when they came uh, on the top of the tower, they realized there was no fire. It was only the moon, and that's why inhabitant of uh, Mechelen they call it a manablusser. But, but that means that they call this guy was a little bit stupid, though, right? Drunk. Drunk, okay. Drunk. Okay, so, Mechelaars <laughs> are drunk. Uh, 500 years ago. <laughs> when I leave the cafe, I remember that Katia, who showed me around the brewery, she had told me that Hutanker opened a new restaurant project in the city centre at the foot of St. Rumble's Tower. It's called Dentin Geboden, the Ten Commandments. At the restaurant, customers will be able to choose how much they pay for a meal. Now, it's not a charity. Like any business, it will live or die on its ability to turn a profit. But the idea is that customers who are willing to give more will compensate for those who have less. From the terrace of this new restaurant, no matter how much you decide to pay, you can look up to the top of St. Rumble's Cathedral and you can see the tower where, according to this folklore, the Mechelaars of 1687 tried to put out the nebulous glow of the moon. The Manablusser nickname was concocted by Brusselers and Antwerpeners trying to shame the Mechelaars and make a joke at their expense. But I'm thinking about that on the drive home. 
you know, interpreted differently, the tale is also about the honour of the city. The Mechelaars saw their beautiful cathedral in jeopardy and everyone jumped into action to save it. That sort of civic pride might facilitate the type of equitable coexistence of which Charles Leclerc dreams. And it's a pride that might just be impossible to extinguish. Thanks to Visit Flanders for their support in producing this podcast. And thanks to you guys so much for listening. My name is Brendan Kearney. This has been the Belgian Smack Podcast. Until next time, love what you do. Love what you do.